Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello? You guys, it's 2020 fucking four. What? <laughs> what? Is all I have to ask. What a year. What a year. How did it get to this? When did it get to this? I want a little life update um, for you guys quick. 2024 has big things coming. We're very, very excited for Raphael and I will be moving. Um, so follow along for that journey because it's a journey for us as well. And we're still not 100% certain on where we're going. We just know we got to get the fuck out of Minnesota. Um, so we're excited for that. We got a lot of travel plans for the podcast, which I feel just insanely blessed to be in the rooms that I'm I've been in and that I will be in in the future. So thank you guys for that. We also just launched 365 days of self-care on Human 2's Instagram. So it's a subscription based. It's $5 a month, I believe. And it's a whole new platform that I'm excited to share with you guys. However you see self-care, however it resonates with you, we're going to have stuff for you. So tasks, um, readings, whether you read videos, um, just you're getting a whole new platform of self-care because I think it's so important. And over the last few years, really like the last two years, filling my own cup has always felt wrong until the last few years. And now it's felt like it's the only thing that keeps me going. You have to fill your own cup. And my whole life I've done things for other people. And honestly, stuff that fills my cup is helping other people. But at the end of the day, if I'm not in my best mindset, I can't do shit. And I'm sure you guys relate to all of that too. So self-care is like selfish, right? You're like, damn, self-care kind of, that just feels wrong. Like taking two hours off for my kids, taking two hours off for my husband to rejuvenate, um, it feels wrong. But what else feels wrong is doing things with zero energy 24-7 and then you're spazzing on people, you're taking out anger on people because you haven't had time to sit down and recharge. So I wanted it to be a space where we teach you. Really, that's kind of how it is. I've had to learn over the last two years, what, self-care, what does self-care look like? And what are the steps to get there? Whether it's something small every day, a five-minute journal session that you take to yourself, whether it's making yourself a cup of coffee, whether it's stopping at Starbucks, whether it's going for a walk, it could be anything. Self-care is endless. It could be a girl's dinner. We want to give you guys resources. We want to give you guys options. We want to show you guys that self-care is not selfish and to serve, you have to, you have to be your best self. So, and you have to focus on yourself. The most important thing we can do in this lifetime is treat our bodies properly, our brains, our bodies, um, because that's the only thing that we have with us till the end of time is the body that we've been given, the brain that we've been giving. It's the, it's the only thing we can't change out in this time, in this lifetime. I can change out my husband. I can change out my friends. I can change out my job. I can change out my car. I can change out anything and everything, but I can't change out this physical body. I need to furnish it with the tools 
that make this body a home, not just a house, not just a body. I need to feed my soul. I need to feed my spirit. I need to feed my brain. I need to feed my heart. I have to focus on myself. And I really hope that you guys want to do the same. And I really encourage you guys to do the same. So over the next 365 days, we're on this journey together of finding new, fun, and exciting ways to take care of our goddamn selves, okay? Because I and you come first. We come first. It's like when a a plane is crashing, even if your child's sitting next to you, they say you have to help yourself before you can help others. Because if you're not being able to breathe and you pass out mid putting on your kid's mask and then your kid's mask doesn't go on all the way, then you both die. It's like, well, what the fuck was the point in that? I might as well put mine on first and then get them up and rolling. And that's kind of how... I know that was a really horrible analogy, but there it is. You guys, 2024 has big things in plan and in motion for all of us. My husband and I, we are right along there with you guys of life changes um, and just figuring out what the future holds for us. And at our current state of life, we, um, we want children in our future, but we don't want them right now. But I also don't want to be on a hormonal birth control. So I've shared with you guys so many times over on Instagram and then also here on the podcast. I love and live by natural cycles. I will share it to anybody and everybody out there. Whether you're trying to get pregnant or prevent pregnancy, it is the best way that I have found for myself to track my ovulation. Your temperature will spike um, a little bit higher when you're ovulating. And that's when you either want to be having sex to... um, have a baby if you guys are trying to conceive a baby and or that is your big in my eyes that's my big red window of like no 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 so there's six days a month when we're, a month when we're ovulating and natural cycles just helps me track that I also track my period on there I track my mood I track my everything whether I have discharge how heavy my period was all that fun stuff so there's many many things that are in the natural cycles app that I absolutely love and natural cycles is wanting to work with human two listeners once again this year which I feel so excited to be able to share with you guys they do have a code for you give me one moment to get it for you this code is going to be Catherine and it's at naturalcycles.com and this will get you 15% off your annual subscription and then also a free thermometer so again, the code is Catherine, and this is an annual subscription and then a free thermometer, and it's going to get you 15% off. I absolutely love it. I recommend this to anybody out there who is looking for a non-hormonal birth control option and or just women out there who just want to know and be more in touch with their bodies. Just know what's going on. There's so many resources in the app. It's absolutely phenomenal. I hope you guys try it out, and let me know how you like it. Natural Cycles is for 18 plus and does not protect against STIs. <music> Over the next few months, I already have planned out content for the podcast, which I'm super, super, super excited about. But if you listened to the last podcast in beginning of December, I spoke about my last relationship and the toxicity, the narcissism, the manipulation, all that fun stuff. And I was going to answer a lot of your guys' questions that you asked me on Instagram and then also um, kind of share how I got out of it. I kind of told you what was like in it, but not how I, not how I got out. And I sat down and I filmed and the episode wasn't me. I was being very, very soft. And I know abusive and toxic relationships are a sensitive topic. I am well aware. But I was trying to walk on eggshells. And if you were my own friend sitting here 
listening to me and telling me your problems and I was giving you my advice, I would have spoken to you way differently than the the first episode that I had filmed. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to redo it because I want to be, I want to be me. I want to be real. I want to be raw. Blunt is who I am. Um, and so I sat down and I filmed it again in a fucking course, the SD card shit out on me. So there's that. So now it's my time to, and then it was the holidays and I was like, you know what? I just don't want to sit down and rehash this out for the third time. So I'm going to take some time off. And I thank you guys for that, for letting me close out the first full year of podcasting with you, even though I left it on not a closeout ground. I was just like, "Mm, okay, well, next episode will be in the new year. So I want to talk about some things. I want to talk about um, how I got out of the relationship and then also some of your answer, some of your guys' questions. But I do want to just give a forewarning here. This topic is sensitive. It's very uncomfortable, especially if you are currently in the shoes of living in an abusive relationship. I never want to sit here and say it's an easy out. I never want to sit here and say it's an easy answer. I never want to say the first step that you're going to take is easy. Nothing about this topic is easy, but it is up to you. You can listen to all the podcasts under the sun. You can listen to all your friends who have been through the shoes. You can follow every TikToker who talks about it. But none of us can take that step for you. So know that your life is in your hands and only your hands. And I want to start there. Okay. So when I was getting out of my relationship, I I remember saying in the last episode, I actually should have probably listened to it before I just balls to the walls to hear with you guys on here. So when I was in my relationship, I made it my life mission to fall out of love with him. And that was what saved me and what made my first step easy. I, instead of when he would be like, hey, let's go on a date, let's go hang out, I would remind myself all the reasons I hated him. And I would say, no, thanks. I'm good on the date. You like enjoy your evening. I'm good. Thanks. That's kind of how I started. And it started right there. I stopped going on dates with him. I stopped hanging out with him. Yeah, we lived together, but I was like, "Mm, I'll see him when I need to see him. I'll see him when I have to see him, but I don't want to hang out with him right now. So that's what I did. And it slowly got me into the mindset that I'm falling out of love with this man that I once loved. So that was my first step was falling out of love with him and starting small. You're not just going to wake up one day and be like, "Mm, out of love. Stop giving him your time. Starts there. Stop giving him your love. You might still love him, but stop showing him that. Start there. Stop going on dates. Stop engaging with his life. So if he were to come home and be like, say I'm in the relationship with him now. And I'm going to speak to myself as if I'm going to speak to you guys as if I'm speaking to myself back in the day. When he would come home from work, don't ask about his day. You don't give a fuck. Maybe you do. You probably do. I know I did. But I was like, I don't give a fuck about your day. I'm not going to ask about his day. So I would slowly stop asking about his day. I would stop asking about his family. I would stop asking about his friends. I would stop engaging with his life because it allowed me to not care as much. If you ask somebody, hey, how's your day? And they answer and say they're having a bad day. It's going to tug on your heartstring. And you're like, damn, I wish I could save. Like, I wish I could help him through this, especially when you love him. But if you start small and it's really small, start, start there. Obviously, if you have a backbone enough to just be like, fuck this shit, I'm fucking out. More power to you and do that. Because if you can rip the bandaid off, rip the bandaid off. But I wasn't able to. I was just starting to heal on my own so if I think about it kind of as a a wound or an open cut right like he was consistently I was consistently bleeding the cut was always open it was always bloody I was starting to put the band-aid on to slowly heal while I was in that relationship okay I'm healing the open wound while I was 
in the relationship. I would stop caring about his day. I would stop asking him. I would stop hanging out with him. I would not go out on a double date. I would make my own plans. I started to love myself and I started to prioritize myself. And instead of pouring my love into him, I was pouring my love into me. And that's really ultimately how I first originally started being like, damn, this guy's gross. Like, ew. And then when he would come home and he'd be like, hey, do you want to do this? I'm like, ew, you do not even get my time of day. Yeah, fucking for right. Be fucking for real, man. And I would start hanging out with more friends. Granted, that caused more problems because he saw me pulling away. And any narcissist and any manipulator, they're going to watch it. They love the control over you. And a lot of women think, damn, he saw me as weak. Like I must've been a weak woman. No, 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 no. Narcissists and manipulators thrive off the strong ones. They set out to get you to fall in love. Their first year, your honeymoon phase with them, they're great. They're everything you wanted them to be because it's a facade. They're getting you to fall in love. And now they got you. You're wrapped around his finger. You're like, damn, I'm getting cheated on. Damn, I'm getting treated like shit. Damn, he's hitting me. Damn, he's yelling at my kids. Like, but I love him. And he's, he's got so much potential. They love to show you a, fa- a false potential and you fall in love with the person you think they are and you think they can be. And then you're in this relationship and now the true colors are out and you're like, fuck, like I- I'm, I'm waiting to see the guy he used to be. I'm waiting for that guy to come back out. Gigs fucking up, girlfriend. That was a lie. He's not that guy. He got you to fall in love because he needed you to fall in love. He needed the strong girl to break down and he loved it. He loved every second of it. And now he's going to break you until he can literally walk all over you. The manipulation starts, the cheating starts, the the abuse starts, the true color show, the verbal abuse, that all starts. And you're like, damn, this is not who he was. Like, no, 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 no. Like I'm going to do every, and then you get into your mindset. I'm going to do everything in my power to get him back. He must be really struggling with something right now. How can I help him? And it's a consistent cycle. Some people spend 10 years. Some people spend two years. Some people are like, fuck, after two months, I'm out. It doesn't matter how long of a a length of time you've been with them. It starts today of figuring out, I'm not going to waste another two years. I'm not going to waste another 10 years. He lied. And that's okay. That's not on you. I had a girlfriend tell me this one time. We have heaviness that other people put on us, right? And these words really resonated with me because she said, When I go out there into the world, I try to add lightness. I try to take people's heaviness off them. And that helps me sleep at night knowing I'm a good person, knowing that I brought smiles to somebody's day, knowing that I didn't treat anybody like shit, knowing that healed people heal people, right? But hurt people hurt people. Heavy people put heaviness onto other people and that's their heaviness to carry. So if your man, if your girl, if your friend, if your mom is treating you like shit and they're adding heaviness to your life, you got to look around and say, you know what? That's their heaviness to carry. That shouldn't be on my shoulders. Why am I still carrying that? Why am I still internalizing the way that they treat me? When at the end of the day, hurt people hurt people. Don't let them become, don't let them make you become another hurt person hurting people. Just say, you know what? I'm wiping my hands clean. You're very hurt. You're very heavy. I want to spread light. I want to spread healing. I want to spread kindness. But that means that I got to stop allowing your hurt. I got to stop allowing your heaviness. I need to start my own path. And I think it's very, very important to know just because you understand a lot of these people 
that are manipulators, that are narcissists, they've been through a lot in their lifetime. And that's okay. We all have been through things in our lifetime, but it's how you handle them and how you grow from them instead of loving that, letting them tear you down. And that goes for you too. That goes for me. I've been through some bullshit. I've been through some things and I've sat alone in rooms where I could be in a very, very, very dark hole and I could tear down everybody around me because that's how sad and how depressed and how angry I've been in this life. But I said, how am I going to grow from this instead of how is this going to consume me for the rest of my life? It is everybody's responsibility to choose. Am I going to let it consume me or am I going to let it grow from me? Just because we understand things have consumed others and we understand, damn, they had a really rough childhood damn, their dad abused them. Like, damn, their dad wasn't present or I'm blaming the dads out there. I'm not meaning to blame all the dads, but damn, they've been through some shit. Like, because you understand it does not mean you need to allow it. I want to reiterate that just because you understand it does not mean you need to allow it. I really, really want that to settle in with you guys. There are so many times where us as human beings, we feel, we all have hearts, right? We all have emotions, Not everybody's logical. A lot of us run off of feeling and that's okay. But just because you feel sad or you feel sad for somebody does not mean you need to allow their bad behaviors into your life. So start thinking of that too, of like, yes, he's been through some shit. Yes, I understand that he's got a really tough road ahead of him because he's been down a tough road before. And I really feel for him. But that does not mean that I need him to be concrete blocks at my own feet and tear me down with him. It is up to you to cut those concrete blocks off. It's up to you to take the first step forward in your journey of life. And again, it's not easy to break off from somebody, especially somebody that you love. And nine times out of 10, almost 10 times out of 10, narcissists and manipulators, they have a struggle at their own. They just don't want to struggle. They don't want to work through the hard shit to get to a better foreground. They're like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to chain up to your car and I'm going to drag you along with me because you're going to progress me forward, right? We date these guys and, and I know damn well I progressed his life. I got him in jobs that he would have never been in. I got him in rooms he would have never been in. I have been seeing seed symbiotic DS01 everywhere and I figured it was time to try it out because you guys know I love anything and everything gut health gut health does not just affect your digestive system I don't understand I don't think people understand how much it affects like your overall health and not only that but like your skin your readiness for the day I just love when my gut is in line I'm in line when I'm in line life is in line so seed is sharing a code with human two listeners and I'm super excited for you guys to try them out you are going to get 25% off to see if you like them just as much as I do. Trust your gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash human2, that's all one word, and use code 25human2 to get 25% off your first month. So that's 25human2, all one word. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash human2 with code 25human2. But along the way, he was tearing me down and it was so not like me and it, but I was so in love and I felt so bad for him. And I felt like I I saw who he could be and I saw who he used to be. And I'm like, but this version of him is not anything. But I was like, cat, wake the fuck up. He lied about who he was. So you have a false vision of who he can be based on who you thought he was. Well, at the end of the day, these are two things that are out of my control and what's in my control is not letting him tear me down any longer. Move the fuck on. 
And that's really where it started. And then once I finally got away and I started to do my own internalizations and look in the mirror and realize, damn, my standards, like he didn't even meet my bare minimum fucking standards. He didn't even meet human decency with some of the ways he would treat me and how he would say things and what he would say to me. And I'm like, not only did I lower my standards, but I lowered fucking human decency. No, 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 no. But then like my mindset from there started allow me to love myself more, value myself more and say, Kat, like never again, never again will I be in that room with a guy that doesn't even meet my standards. But not only that treats me with the bare fucking minimum, like I'm an animal, like I'm some girl that he could just treat like fucking dirt. I actually wouldn't even let some of the things he did to me be done to my dog. He would be dead. I would literally, he would be in a jail cell right now. Why'd I let him do it to me? If I wouldn't let him hit my dog the way he hit me, why'd I let him do that to me? I don't have children, but if I wouldn't let my, my spouse beat the fuck out of my kid, why am I going to let him beat the fuck out of me? If I wouldn't let my spouse talk to my children the way he talks to me, why am I allowing it for myself? Because I just don't love myself. That's really what it is. And I know, again, that's a very sensitive topic, but, and a very hard thing to hear. But at the end of the day, it just because you don't have the value in yourself, you don't have the love for yourself, you don't have the support for yourself, but it all starts with you. It starts with seeing your own self as a, as a valuable human being that doesn't deserve to be treated like shit. You don't deserve to be cheated on. There's so many questions that I've read through when I was answering them previously of how do you continue to love him after he's cheated on you? Don't, don't. He would not cheat on you if he loved you. Plain and fucking simple. I don't care what the storyline is. I don't care if it happened two days into you dating and you stayed with him for 10 years since then. You fucked up because at the end of the day, you told him it's okay to devalue me. It's okay to cheat on me. It's okay to degrade me. It's okay to not love me the way I deserve to be loved. It's okay. You allowed that. Again, just because you understand it, just because you feel for it, just because you're like, damn, his excuse was good. It's understandable. That means you allowed it. You allowed that door to open. Now it's on you to close it. And it's hard to go back and be like, well, I've allowed you to treat me like shit the last 10 years, but now I put my guards up. And narcissists love to bully you once you set boundaries. They love it. I'm dealing with it right now. And it's not even in a, a, a relationship. It's in a, it's in a family ship of they, they joke. They're like, ha ha, you're going to set boundaries now. Little old Catherine wants to set boundaries. Yeah, fucking right. You're a loser. How like you think you're better than us. You think you're going to set a boundary and go back now and and expect us to treat you differently when we've had a 20 year, 27 year stint of treating you this way. They're going to try and break your boundaries down because they're like, no, 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 no. You're going to put boundaries up and you're going to let me you're going to tell me I can't speak to you that way. Yeah, fucking right. They're going to bully you. They're literally going to bully you. And you just got to be like, no, I'm standing my ground. I have my backbone. Like if you don't want to respect my boundaries, I don't have to be with you. I don't have to be your friend. I don't have to be around you. I don't have to understand. Just because I understand it doesn't mean I have to accept it. It starts there of getting out and saying, you know what? Okay, I finally got out. Now it's my time to heal. It's my time to set boundaries. I, if I wouldn't have taken the time to do that, I would not be with Raphael because I wouldn't have loved myself enough to know what love looked like. It, I wouldn't have loved myself enough to sit with a man across the table from me and know what love looks like. I would have been like, mm, this guy's kind of weird. Like, ew, I like the bad boys. I like the guys that take me out and do this, this, and this. I like, like, I love and peace and healthy relationships, healthy homes. When you look at, if you were to think in your brain of a friend that you had growing up, 
and you and they had a very healthy relationship with their parents their parents love was something you looked up to anytime you would go over to their house it wasn't chaos it wasn't tension it was calm it was peaceful it was quiet they put you to bed you girls would sit up in bed laughing giggling you would fall asleep you would wake up in the morning it was calmness, whether they were making breakfast at home, whether they were gone at work, it was just a peaceful household and you could feel it. As adults, that looks boring. I've had that struggle with Raphael where the, the relationship looked boring right away because I was just so used to chaos. When you And I grew up in a chaotic household. So when I would go over to a girlfriend's house, I could think of the girl. And since then, her parents have um, just still like what I see online, they've still just remained this happy little family. They sent their kids to college. They visit them on family weekends. Did, did, am I saying that their family was perfect? Absolutely fucking not. But I felt something in that household that I didn't feel in my own. And that was peace. That was calmness. It almost looking back, I was like, damn, that kind of looks boring. Like, right. Like what did we really do that was extraordinarily, wild nothing but it just felt so peaceful and I loved being there so much because it was a place for me to just turn off we always had fun we were always laughing but it felt peaceful and looking back it was because the parents instilled that peace the parents had a peaceful calm loving healthy house I want that for my kids my ex would not have provided that I don't think I would have been able to provide that for children in that household because well I wouldn't have me and Raphael, my Raphael and myself now, like we will have a peaceful household. Well, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild and crazy, like going to basketball games and, and homework and sports and whatever the case may be. Having friends and family over all the time. Like we love family dropping in randomly. We love family feeling like they can come visit us at any point in time. And I want that to be with our children, but that, that, that's peaceful. That's because we love each other so deeply, but that started with me loving myself so deeply, knowing what I wanted in this lifetime and knowing what I deserved in this lifetime. So again, it really starts with looking in the mirror and and putting your own value, putting a value on yourself. Yeah, we're priceless, right? Our life is priceless, but we have so much fucking value and that's why we're priceless. The Mona Lisa, priceless because she's valued so highly because so many people She's, she's a fucking painting. Okay. She's not even a real person. Why is she priceless? Why do we put so much energy and effort into her? Well, really, I don't know. And I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but why do we not love ourselves the way we love a fucking painting? Why do we say our life is so valuable and so priceless, but we don't put a value on us? Like, why do we not see ourselves as we could fucking die tomorrow? Why am I with this bum ass loser? If I were to have died during my relationship with my ex-boyfriend, I would have gotten to the gates of heaven and been like, I'm fucking disgusted with the time I've wasted in this life. If I were to die today, God forbid, I would get there and I would say, thank God I met the man of my dreams. Thank God I started the, the life that I was proud of. Would I be very sad to have left it? 1000% because I feel like there's so much more here on this earth that's meant for me. But I was at least proud of the life that I'm living. I want you to be able to say the same. I want everybody on this planet to be able to say the same. We should be proud of the person that we're with. We should be proud of the person we are. We should be proud of the life that we're living. So if you're to die today and you were to get up there and be like, damn, I'm not proud of that. It should start today with getting to a point of where you are proud. You should be proud. I want you to be proud. And I really truly believe that. And I hope you guys believe that as well. It starts with you. 
we can get to the end of the dock. And I, I said this to somebody the other day. I'm a pusher. I'm like, when it comes to my siblings, I'm like, or my best friends, I'm like, shove you off, get in the fucking water. You can swim. Not only that, you can swim laps. But if you don't believe that you can and I shove you off or you jump off hesitantly, you're going to drown because you're just not going to, maybe some people are going to instinctually start to swim and they're going to start pedaling and, or paddling, whatever the fuck it's called. But it starts with having that belief in yourself. I can believe in you all day long. I can know you could swim laps around the fucking ocean and back and you still be out like not out of breath, but you have to believe in that for yourself because as soon as that jump comes or as soon as that shove comes, it starts with you. You're going to be the only one to keep yourself afloat. So that's really ultimately kind of how things went down. Um, with myself. Um, it was really just falling out of love while I was in it because I didn't have the backbone to just pick up and leave. But not only that, it was once I did leave to really just do the internal work. I think there's so many women out there who don't have an easy out. I know that I'm aware of that, but you're the only one to figure out that out. Reaching out to family and friends saying, Hey, it's my time. I got to go, but I have nowhere to live. Can you please help me? I need to get a job. I need to get on my own two feet. I don't know what your scenario is, but no, it's up to you to figure it out. It's up to you to communicate with the circle around you and say, I'm ready. I need some help. It's up to you to say, you guys were right. I'm sorry for not listening to you earlier, but I'm ready to take my first step. I need help. starting a new year off and I am so excited whether you've set your goals to cook more times at home eat healthier um, spend less money whatever the case may be HelloFresh is one of my favorite ways to start off any new new year's resolution because HelloFresh sends fresh ingredients directly to your doorstep so it kind of touches on all billet points you eat healthier you cook more at home you're also saving a lot of money because you're not aimlessly walking around a grocery store you just log into hellofresh.com you pick the meals that you want for the week or the month however long you want to get hellofresh delivered and they deliver it directly to your doorstep it's absolutely phenomenal i've shared it with you guys so many times and not only that it is so good Raphael cooks it even when Raphael's cooking like he cooks it and it's still just as good so it is completely easy to make which I also love because then also helps me save, save some time so he gets to cook I get to relax on the nights that he's making the HelloFresh meals and HelloFresh also did give us a code for human two listeners I'm very excited about it is you're going to go to hellofresh.com slash human two free that's all one word human two free for free breakfast for life one breakfast item per box while subscription is active that's a free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash human two free with code human two free again it is a great way to start the new year off you cook more at home you save more money it's directly to your door you're eating healthier and it's the best way to kick off this new year's resolution i hope you guys love hellofresh just as much as we do Some of you guys listening might be like, damn, I got this on my own. I'm good. I'm Gucci gang. I don't need anybody. I just need to make the step. I think God was in a position where I was able to afford my own life. I know that's not the case for everybody, but I was looking for jobs in my relationship with him, knowing I was going to get out eventually. And I was like, damn, how do I get out? That means I'm going to have to support myself. I'm going to have to take, and, and, and I had my own job and I was able to come up with half 
And that was like the thing, like he split rent with me. So like half was covered and I was Gucci gang there. That was fine. But I was like, how the fuck do I cover his half once I kick his ass out? That was me. I was like, damn, I got to find a job that can sustain a rent that I can afford. So I started, and that, that's what I'm saying. Like you guys might be in a situation where you start stepping stones while you're in the relationship. That's okay. That's normal. That's great and fine and dandy. And I'm proud of you for that. Some of you guys might be like, I'm fine to do this on my own. I just got to get out and I'm fine from here. But again, it starts with you and it starts with the first step. All right, guys, I'm back. I just need a little bit of sugar. I was feeling really lightheaded. So I have a snack with me. I have some gummy bears. Don't judge me. Okay. I know that the piece of advice that I just gave you guys may or may not help you. Um, I hope it does. But I want to answer some of your guys' questions that have been asked. Oh my God, these gummy bears are fucking life-saving right now. Let's try to get some through, through some questions because I wanted to get through them with you guys. What to expect when you actually leave and think you should go back? I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe there's two different kinds of breakups. One, because it's fucking done and it needs to be done. They're the, the right person, right time or right person, wrong time. If they're meant to be in your path, they'll come back along. Raphael and I, we went on a couple dates and things went sideways. We went our own way and we kept coming back across each other's paths organically I guess that's a bad example because Raphael and I never had like turmoil. It wasn't like a breakup. We just never like fully dated. But I think once you've left, you left for a reason. Keep going. I'm literally eating gummy bears in your ears yelling at you. I'm so annoying. I think if you left for a reason, stay and believe in that. I've talked to you guys many times about the book that Maddie Pruitt wrote. And she talked about leaving a list on her bedside of people that she was looking for in this life. Things she was looking for in a, in a man. I think, I love that piece of advice. Write down your compass, right? Write down like the three things that you really want in a man. Guaranteed your ex doesn't have it. There's a reason he's an ex. But your future husband does. And if you write down that list and you're like, I want somebody who does this, this, and this. I want the three characteristic traits to be this, this, or this, and this. When you focus on that, you're going to be like, my ex is a loser. He doesn't even make my three bare minimums by. And I want you to make a list of the things he's done. Top three things of why you left. Keep those together. Keep those at your bedside. When you're drunk and you want to text them, open that. When you're missing him and you want to FaceTime him, read that list. Look at it. I left for a reason. I'm not going to go back. Mm-mm. The number one hardest step in a breakup is the breakup itself. Yes, I get for a time being after the breakup, you're a little miserable because you're like, damn, I miss him. I wish he was still here. I miss my best friend. But you were miserable with him. So what the fuck's the point in going back? Be miserable for your little bit of time. Healing takes time. You're grieving somebody. Yeah, they're still alive here on earth, but it's a relationship death. You're in a grieving stage. Grief takes time. Healing takes time. But knowing that the death was there for a reason, let it go. Let it go. Someone asked, what, how long did it take you to heal from your last relationship? That's a great question, but it's individual to everybody. Again, it's a grieving stage. Nobody grieves the same. Some girls are right back out on the town at a bar later meeting new guys. Maybe that's their healing journey. That wasn't mine. Mine, I really wanted to look internally and I really wanted to heal quietly. There were so many nights where I sat alone in my apartment and I fucking painted. It was my healing journey. But I feel as if my healing journey was smaller amount of time because again, one, I was falling out of love with him when I was in, his re- in the relationship with him. And two, I did the immediate internal work instead of going out and bar hopping every night. Granted, that happened too. But it was like there were so many nights where I was alone in my thoughts of like, damn, I deserve more. I feel like my healing journey was fast because I put in the internal work instead of avoiding it. I also blocked him on everything. I don't believe you can be friends with your ex. I believe that wholeheartedly. I don't give a fuck what the situation is. No door can fully open until it's fully closed. Like you cannot be in a healthy relationship if you still have 
your ex-door relationship open, just cracked, or even like the door handle's not locked, block them on everything. There should be absolutely no contact, nothing. The most successful breakups I've ever seen in females, and I'm it's a small ratio, but every girlfriend I've ever had where they did the hardcore no contact, no Instagram stalking, no TikTok stalking, no Venmo stalking, none of that shit. They moved on the fastest and the most healthy I've ever seen in my life because they closed the fucking door and they said, I'm moving the fuck on. That's what I truly believe. How do you get over it? You guys, I got to open these gummy bears. I really felt really low blood sugars. I think maybe that's what my problem was. I'm so sorry. I'm eating in your ear. How do you get over that or get over it? Every time I try to date someone new, I get so scared and ruin it. You're probably not in the phase to be ready to date and that's an okay thing. Um, It really starts with, again, the internal work. If you're uncomfortable dating somebody right now or even going on dates, it means that you just haven't fully healed and that's okay. But just know that that's a trigger for you and, and that you got some more internal work to do. And I really just say start there. Find what brings fire to your soul. Is it find what heals you? Do you heal by writing it? Do you heal by going out with some girlfriends? Do you heal by getting in the gym and getting your own self-confidence back? Whatever the case may be, find out what heals you and start going from there. And then you'll finally feel ready to date when it's like, it's not scary to date anymore. You're excited. You're like, I'm going to go on a date. Might not go great, but I'm excited. And I'm not even thinking about my ex-boyfriend. Ew. Is it controlling for a boyfriend and not want you to have any guy friends? Yes and no. I have a guy friend and Raphael's totally comfortable with him, but also it is an extremely platonic and genuine friendship. If my husband were to say to me, hey, coming from a place of love, I know you love your best friend, like one of your best friends. I know he's a guy. It's not out of jealousy, but I'm just saying like, he kind of makes me a little uncomfortable. Stuff that he says and does is maybe a red flag for me as a man. Just heads up. But that would be a healthy conversation. If Raphael were like, hey, so one of my good guy friends, his name is Jordan. And Raphael loves Jordan. But if Raphael were to sit me down and be like, hey, like just some stuff that Jordan said or did, like it just kind of made me a little uncomfortable and made me feel like maybe there's like a little, he might have a little more feeling than you think. I'd be like, oh my God, I never saw that. But like, thank you for, thank you for saying that. Like, thank you for communicating that with me. That's a healthy communication. Granted, Jordan and I don't have that relationship. Him and I are just platonic friends, but I genuinely... My husband genuinely trusts him, loves him. We're all friends. It's no big deal. But if Raphael would have come in, I'd be like, ew, no, you're not fucking allowed to be friends with Jordan. No, no, no. Like, that's weird. And he weren't able to pinpoint where he felt uncomfortable. It was just, no, no, Jordan's got to go. That's toxic. But again, if he has very valid points where it's like, hey, Jordan said this, this, or this, like, that's where I'm uncomfortable. That's my decision to be like, damn, I got to now look at Jordan and be like, Jordan, like, you maybe said some things that were maybe were like not appropriate. You, you guys get what I'm saying. Jordan and I have never had an issue, by the way. Um, I always have to like defend myself online. I'm like, okay. How do you let go of the thought of being together in the future? Because I know if you're not together, that means that your future is even brighter. Because the person that you're mourning, there's somebody out there who's waiting for you. That's the person that you're supposed to be with. So there's a reason that things close. Let it go. Mourn, heal, move on, and know there's more. Have you ever had something really bad happen to you and you're like, damn, this fucking sucks. But when it comes full picture, you're like, "Mm, yeah, that was meant to happen. And I'm thankful that happened. You're just in the mindset of just not seeing clearly. You're not seeing the bigger picture. You don't have the clarity. You're like, damn, I'm just really fucking sad. Like, where's the bigger picture? Eventually it'll come. And when you meet your husband and you meet that person that you're meant to be with or your spouse, whoever it may be, I don't judge. um, You're going to be like, damn, that's why. That's why that ended. So just know, like, you're mourning something that you're allowed to mourn but there's a reason it ended. How do you support someone who's in a toxic relationship but doesn't see it? This is a very tough question for me because I had a girlfriend, Haley, and have, have, I have her currently. 
her and I kind of split during my ex relationship with my ex-boyfriend because she was so tired of me being in a consistent cycle of his bullshit. And it's hard to be a friend of someone like that to someone like that. And so she said, Kat, like, I love you to death, but I can't stick around for this shit. It fucking sucks to see you going through this. I got to take some time away. Honestly, I don't know how I'm sure that really hurt her. I know damn well it really hurt me. But now looking back, I really respect her for that because I feel like it actually pushed me further away from him because I was like, there's no fucking way in hell I'm going to lose all my family and all my friends for this clown. Tough love didn't seem kind at the time, but I definitely think it's really helped me and it really helped me move on faster because I was like, these people that I love and I take all this advice from are walking away from me. There's got to be a reason. And I was like, I'm the reason. But also, okay, I finally finished my gummy verse. I'm so sorry. Also on the flip side, now being in a relate, now being in, in a, um, different shoes and seeing people who are in toxic relationships and also have been in one myself, I have a different look at it. Parts of me is like, I know how bad it felt to walk, to have somebody walk away from me in the lowest of times of my life. So do I stand by and I continue to enable it just to support a friend? Or do I say, give the same tough love and they'll figure it out on their own and we can come to terms in a few years when they figure it out? I don't fucking know what the right answer is. Communicating, hey, who you are with is devaluing you. They're degrading you. They're bringing you down. They are concrete blocks at your feet. You could be soaring without them. Know that you are loved. You're supported. But also know that it's tough to be a friend right now because I want so badly to just shake you and be like, take the step. You can do it. But I can't do that for you. It's hard. You got to find a fine balance because it's a fine line. But I think it also starts with just the open communication with your friend of like, hey, I know you might not see it right now, but like he's got you down around like wrapped around his finger really fucking tight. And I just don't know how to maneuver from here. I don't know where to go from here because I want to be your friend, but also I don't want to be stuck in this cycle with you. What would what do you want from me? I don't know. How to deal with feeling lonely when you do leave. Start to find things that set soul, fire to your soul. I've said that. Find, figure out things that make you happy. Self-care, self-love, friendships, um, journaling, painting, walking. Buy a dog. Um, but granted, don't just buy a dog, just buy a dog. But like if you can support. I think dogs really do heal stuff. But I also know that there's a flip side where like people get a dog just because they're down bad. And like then when they're back in their mindset and they're partying and they're living their best life again, the dog gets abused. So don't buy a dog. Okay, take that back. Don't buy a dog. But if you are in the space where you just need a friend, you need something to love and you've got the finances, you've got the house for it, you've got the the heart for it, buy an animal, buy that dog, go, go adopt a dog, bring, pour your love into that animal because an animal is only going to pour it back to you. Give yourself something to put your time into. Again, it could be a journal. It could be a dog. It could be whatever. Um, find stuff that sets fire to your soul and you'll heal really fucking fast. I promise you that. How to feel worthy of love when you played a role of the toxicity. That was a, something that I struggled with. Um, again, it starts with slow steps of being better, communicate better. Um, and just know that like, just because he brought me to a low level, doesn't mean I'm a low person. Um, he brought me really fucking low, but I know that that's not me. And I just had to be like, you know what? Damn, he brought a side out of me that I didn't like, I'm not proud of, and I'll never be again. So be proud of the fact that you made it through. You survived some really tough shit. You had to fight down and dirty, but just know that you'll never put yourself in that situation again and start there. Be like, you know what? Like, I'm never going to get that low again. I even have this conversation with, with close people in my life where they 
fight, just not in a way that I fight anymore. I used to, and I don't fuck with it. And I'm like, Hey, I don't fight that way because you're show you're, you're not meaning to, but you're triggering me in ways that like the way you're going low, I've been way lower and I promised myself I would never be that low again. So I need you to stop fighting that way because I'm just going to stop saying anything because I'm not fighting that low because I've told myself I will never be that low again. So I think just give yourself grace. Just be proud of yourself for making it through, but also just be like, you know what? Damn, like that's the past. I'm moving on from there. I'll never be that low again. And it's up to me to work on that. And that's it. Um, how to handle blocking the X. Just do it. Just fucking do it. That all I have it for you is just fuck. 27 and single and beyond ready to find my person. Any tips? I think that life is so different. Our parents were so young and married with kids and a house and blah, 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 blah. And we have these expectations of like who and at what age we need to find somebody and who we need to be and what we need to own and what we need to have. Everybody's timeline's your own. That's the beautiful part about being a human being. It's up to you, yourself, and you. I believe there's so many people out there in unhealthy relationships because they fell to the pressure of what they should be, who they should be, who they should be dating, who they should be married to, who they should be living with. Like, stop. Be on your own timeline. Find the joy in that. When you find the beauty in the life that you have and at the stage that you're in, you, you want to appreciate it way more. And two, the future comes way faster. Things start to align way faster. And you're like, damn, it's because all I need to do is sit back and appreciate where I am in life. I say that because there's so many times that I sat alone in an apartment with just me and Ebby. And I was sad, but I'm like, damn, I wish I could go back and live that again and just really reap in and just be thankful for the life that I was living because I'll never be alone in an apartment with just Ebby again, living downtown. I never want to be, but I wish I appreciated that stage in my life more than I did um, at the time. Now I look back and I'm like, I just wish I could go back and talk to her and just be like, cat, everything's going to be fine. You're okay. Yeah. This guy broke your heart and he, he lied to you. He cheated on you. He treated you like fucking dirt. But like your future is so bright. Just be happy and just be thankful that you get this alone time right now. And I think that Raphael came. He came along one day. But I, I spent so much time worrying if Raphael was ever going to come along. If there was even a Raphael out there. And now I look back and I just wish I could tell her, Kat, you're good. Just enjoy where you're at right now. Life and life changes. Uh, um, the, I think the last one I'm going to do is how to heal from a narcissist how to heal from toxicity, how to heal from abuse. Again, I go back into know that they are liars. They probably believe their own lies to the point where they literally gaslight you to believing their lies because they genuinely believe that that's how life goes. Your healing process starts with being like, again, that's their heaviness to sleep with, not me. It's all up to me how I treat people. It's up to me how I value myself. It's up to me. Know that it sucks. You wasted time. That's okay. But you learn, don't let it be a waste of time. Be a learning lesson. Be a time to sit in your own thoughts and say, I never want to go through this again. I never want to date somebody like this again. And I want to be the best version of myself for the future that I'm supposed to have with somebody new. Put in the time and energy and know you got bamboozled. It's fucking okay. You got fraud. Somebody fraud did your ass. They frauded you. They scammed you. You done did, got, got, okay? That's okay. Life fucking hurts. Life's a bitch for everybody. Take it as a learning lesson. It's like it's like sending money to India and you got scammed, right? And you lost your 500 bucks. The 500 bucks is never coming back. You can't control the situation. Just what you can do next is never fall for a scam again. 
Okay, don't fall for a loser again. Set your standards, learn your fucking lesson, take the next step, move on and say life happens. You know how many times that I could sit in my thoughts and be like, damn, I wasted four years with my ex-boyfriend and I could have been with Raphael all those four years. Yeah, I could have, but would that have maybe have happened? No, I had no control of that. All I had control of is learning a lesson, moving on, healing, closing that chapter, not even closing that chapter, but closing that entire book and saying, I'm a better writer now. And I have the, I have the tool. I am the one writing this book. I know that the first book that I put out there wasn't the best. Okay, I fucked up, but that's okay. Now I'm a bigger and I'm a better, I'm a better person. I'm a better writer. I know what I learned from. I know where I made my own mistakes. I know his mistakes. And now it's time for me to write my next chapter. It starts with you. You are the journalist. You are the author. You're the writer. You're the swimmer. Whatever analogy, you're the driver. You, 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 you are in power of your own life. You are in power of your own value. If I were to put value in what all the Brads and Chads said in my TikTok comment section, you guys, I would be worthless. I would literally be a loser. Because naturally, we just go off of negativity. If one person throughout the day is like, oh my God, I love your shirt. And two hours later, somebody is like, why the fuck would you wear that shirt? That one's going to stick with us. The why the fuck would you wear that? You're never going to wear that shirt again. Why are we devaluing the, pro- the positivity? Why are we valuing the negativity? And not only that, why the fuck are we valuing strangers' opinions anyways? If you like the shirt, that's why you bought it. That's why you put it on. Who gives a fuck who compliments it or who degrades it? It is up to you to decide I like this shirt. I love this shirt. I'm going to wear this shirt. And then 10 years down the line, you might be like, damn, my style's changed. I don't really like that shirt for me anymore. I'm going to actually give, give it to Goodwill and move on from it. It's up to you. It is time for us to put the value into our own cups. It's time for us to fill our own cups. It's time for us to love our own cups. It's time for us to just focus on us. And this is ultimately like, there's so many topics out there, grief, relationships, marriage, um, moving careers, everything starts with us. And I hate so badly. I hate so much that our entire life we were trained to be told that, that treating ourselves first or selfishness is wrong. I'm like untraining my brain. And now I'm trying to untrain your guys's brain. Selfishness is what is best. Yeah. If you're like, if your intentions are bad and like you're you're like selfishly like I'm going to scam this person to make some money, I don't know, that's fucked up. But like selfishly caring for yourself and loving yourself and saying, "You know what? Like if say for example, Raphael were treating me poorly and I was like, "Hey, Raphael, like I know I've allowed this for a while, but like now I'm just not cool with it." Like I'm allowed to start today to be like, "Rough, that's not cool. You're done doing that. You're done treating me like shit." Vice versa. There's things that I could say to him that like he's maybe allowed me to say over four years together and out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, no, cat, I'm just not cool with it anymore. He's allowed to set his boundaries. You're allowed to set your boundaries. I'm allowed to set my boundaries. We're allowed to change the narrative. We're allowed to change the ending. We are allowed to do whatever the fuck we want in our own goddamn stories. But Raphael can't write my story. I can't write Raphael's story. I can't write your guys' story. You have to pick up the pen. You have to change the narrative. You have to change the ending. It starts with you. And it's it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. But in the long run, I truly am sitting in this chair today thankful for the work that I put in when I put it in. I'm thankful for sticking through it because I'm married to the love of my fucking life. I'm living my best goddamn life. And selfishly, yeah, sometimes I live with imposter syndrome. I'm like, how 
how am I married to Raphael? Like, what did I do to deserve him? How am I on an afternoon in the middle of a weekday filming a podcast when I used to be behind a desk working for somebody else? How is this my life? But it started with believing in myself. It started with being like, no, Kat, you're capable. Catherine, you're capable, you're valuable, you're worthy, you're strong. The pen is in your hands. Write whatever story you want. And I believed in myself. I ran with it. And things just started to fall in line. And so many people online are like, oh yeah, but you have privileged this or privilege here or you had this or you're rich or you had this. And it's like, you guys don't know the full story and I don't need to open up my past books for you guys to read to understand where I'm at today. But just know I have a lot of closed books out there. I've written a shit ton of shit that I'm very embarrassed about. There's a lot of books I wish I could burn, but they're memories, they're lessons, they're, they're my past. They've put me into the position where I am today and I'm proud of the book I'm writing. I'm excited for the next chapter. I'm excited for the next book. I'm in a phase that I want everybody to be in. I wish I could save the world. I wish I could go out there and hug every single person and be like, hey, I remember what it was like to know how. I was like, I'm in the shoes that I'm in today. I know where I want to be, but I don't know what steps to take to get there. I wish I could just tell you what step one is. But what's hard is you don't know what step one is because all you're seeing is 10 years down the line of like, I don't want to be here in 10 years. But 10 or even in a year 365 days that's that's let's let's base it off of that today January 2nd January 2nd I know where I want to be next January 2nd I'm not going to wake up in a year and be like oh yeah glad it happened no it starts with the next 365 days it's one day at a time one step at a time one small change at a time even if you move an inch in 365 days that's 365 inches further than where you are today So it starts small. Some days you're going to only move an inch. Some days you'll move nothing. Some days you'll move five inches. It just, it starts with you, you guys. I'm literally preaching now at this point and I'm going to shut the fuck up, but I just want you to know that you are loved. You are valued. You, but it needs to come from you. However you believe in yourself, however you fill your cup, let's start there. Let's talk from there. And again, this is a really big reason why we started the 365 of self-care. It's like, It's 365 days, one day at a time, one day at a time. It is so simple to me because I look back and I'm like, damn, I was so lost in the fucking sauce. I was like, how do I get there? And I, I tracked my way this whole time. I was like, damn, okay. I know what steps it took to get here. And now I want to share that with you guys because I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I know that this isn't me. I know I'm not loving myself the way I deserve. I know that I'm with somebody toxic. I know that my kids aren't living the best life that I could provide for them. I know that my kids aren't feeling the love that they deserve. I know that I'm not feeling, but it starts with just looking in the mirror and taking the first step. So that's why I want to talk to you guys about this and why I really want to work with this like with you guys through different things of life, not just toxic relationships, but bad mindsets, self-love, all the things. Like we, I have so many topics that I want to touch on this year because there are so many people out there going through so many different things. We all have our own personal lives. We all have our own baggage. We all have our own traumas. We all have our own dramas. We all have our own quirks, kinks, whatever the fuck. We all have it, but we all intertwine. We're all in one big family here. We're all in one huge community. That's my favorite part about this community. And just know that, It starts with you and I'm here to back you up. I'm here to push you in the water and tell you, you can fucking swim. You don't need floaties. You just got to start flapping your wings and just, you'll survive. You will survive. So I'm going to wrap up this episode. I love you guys so much. 2024 is going to be our year. I'm proud of you for making it this far. If you're listening to this episode, if you are out there in this world, you're doing the best that you can. We're all in survival mode every single day. 
um, in certain ways, but you don't need to be living in a constant chaos. Um, and my survival mode now is just like making sure my work's done, like making sure you guys laugh. Like that's the best survival mode that I could ever be in. I don't feel like I'm in survival mode anymore. I feel like I'm literally just living and I want you guys to feel like you're living too. You're not barely grasping for, or gasping for water or for air. Like I don't want you to feel like you're drowning, but it starts with you taking the step. Um, and yeah, I love you guys so much. I I'm excited for what 2024 has to offer for all of us. And I would love for you guys to share your own stories. What is launching this year is Raphael once a month, every month. Um, we will be doing where you can call in, you can email us, you can ask for advice. And Raphael and I will both give advice from different standpoints, from a male standpoint, from a husband standpoint, from a female standpoint, from a wife standpoint. Um, he's lived his own life. I've lived my own life. So we're excited to roll that out. So call us, email us. Um, We'll be launching that in the next few days on socials. So stay tuned there and tune in there. I have said this many times. I love you. Goodbye. And we'll see you soon.